Now we see Troy Terry. He scores! He's four for four. Troy Frank Petrano has the goal for the Bruins. Back to Carlo Blazes. One wide. It pops up off the end boards. Hits Allen in the back of the legs. And I think Brandon Carlo's got his second NHL goal <laughs> in most bizarre fashion. Pass through the middle from Lanniscott. Coming wide. He shoots. He scores! There it was. Right there for the captain. Gabe Lanniscott with his fourth goal of the season. Gabriel Landeskog, everybody's calling to talk about him right now. Question is, what do the Avs want in return? Crossing back, a shot arrive. Finding things to do in Denver when you die. You won't need a cab to find a priest. Maybe you should find a place to stay. Some place where they never change the sheets. Welcome back to the Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. Jimmy Murphy, your host, Justin Sullivan, working aboard the final hour of the penultimate Stretch Run. Four hours total left in the Stretch Run as we know it here on ESPN New Hampshire. And joining me now, and I, if I recall correctly, he joined me on my final episode of my hockey show, Top Shelf, on Sirius XM NHL. So he, he's, he's basically the pallbearer. <laughs> Mike Chambers of the Denver Post. And, and Mike, I, I played that song for the Colorado Avalanche because uh, they can tell you what to do in Denver when you're dead. Jimmy, that whole entry intro was awesome. I mean, you started out there with Troy Terry, the kid from Denver here, and then you go into Brandon Carlo, a highlight, who was a big Colorado kid, probably the you know, the best find of the 2015 draft. Um, and and then you go into things to do in Denver when you're dead after Gabriel Landis got just a great intro, man. I appreciate it, man. We take a lot of pride in that, and I, I appreciate I got a great assistant helping me with that and Justin Selvin. Uh, you know, let's talk about that right now. My, I, first of all, you saw, you know, and you told me this when you were last in Boston. We went out and had a good time on the town in the North End in Boston, and we were talking about Brandon Carlo, and I just remember you looking at me being like, Jimmy, this kid's good. You don't understand how bad the Avalanche want him or how bad people here wish he was here. Uh, talk about what you saw early on of Brandon Carlo and, and what you know about him early on that made you know the Bruins had a, had a good one in him. Well... I've talked to the kid. I've interviewed him a couple times throughout his development years here with the uh, Colorado Thunderbirds, Midgets, and then uh, Tri-City Americans in the, in the W. Um, and he, he's, he's just a fantastic high-character guy, for one. And then he's, uh, you know, he, he's, he's been coached by great guys out of foot. Angelo Ritchie, a lot of great coaches around here have known about him. So, I mean, you you just hear a lot of great things about him. And then when, in the 2015 draft, when he didn't go in the first round, I mean, everybody missed on him, okay? It's not just the avalanche. Everybody missed on this kid. 
But when, when the Avalanche has the, the first pick of the second round the following day, they had all night to think about this. They had the 31st pick after trading, after acquiring that pick from Buffalo in the O'Reilly deal. And um, we thought for sure that they were going to take this Brandon Carlo kid. Um, and they didn't. The Bruins nabbed him, what, at 34th mm-hmm. or something? And, and, uh, and I think Brandon Carlo, I mean, people ask me who's, who's my Calder, who's in the Calder trophy talk. Brandon Carlo's got to be in there. I mean, he's 90, he just turned 20, right? Yeah. He, he's, he's a top pairing D for the Boston Bruins. I mean, he's, he's as good or better than Seth Jones right now. And Seth Jones, you know, is in his fourth year in the league. Brandon Carlo is, he's got to be the best draft pick of, of that draft in terms of, uh, a non-first-round pick. He, he he's just an incredible story. He's a Colorado story, and unfortunately, a lot of people here in Colorado, including the Avalanche front office, absolutely missed on this kid. There's a lot of talk right now that he was the starting point for the Avalanche, and it makes sense based on what you just to- told us. Um, if the Bruins and the Avs were to talk about a trade involving Gabriel Landeskog. I had heard Matt Duchesne's name mentioned a couple times as well, but the starting point from the Avs was, well, we're going to want Carlo. Or obviously, I'm sure they'd take McAvoy as well. Everyone here is like, don't do the deal. You know, and obviously they're seeing him up front right now. Everyone loves this kid. The, the Bruins fans have really fell in love with him, and they've been starving for a young defenseman like that to come in with fresh life for that blue line. But, with the, the defensive prospects that they have, Mike, they have McAvoy, they have Lousen, um, they got Lindgren coming, all these kids, a lot of people they saw them in the World Juniors there, they all had great tournaments. They have a lot on the way. Would the Bruins be stupid to to deal a Carlo for Landeskog, or would that deal make sense to you for both sides? Well, Gabriel Landeskog is a bona fide power forward, NHL power forward. I mean, he can do a little bit of everything. He, he, he has not done a lot here in Denver since he won the Calder Trophy. Uh, mm-hmm. But he, he's, he's a good player. He's a good person, very high character. Um, I've got nothing but great things to say about him. But I, I, it's just not working here in Colorado. Uh, is, would the Avalanche, if they're talking to Boston, which, you know, as I've said and wrote over the past week, the, the Avalanche are listening to everybody. Mm. Um, it, it, this is a horrible team that they are going to blow up. And, and if it's true that Landeskog is being talked about in the Bruins front office, I would think that McElvoy and Carlo are the two primary pieces. In fact, we've been saying that McElvoy uh, going 14 in this past draft the Avalanche should have, take, should have taken him at number 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, for what that kid did at the World Juniors, he was just phenomenal, and you can just see that he's, he's going to have a great a career in the NHL. So I certainly agree with you and agree with the rumors out there that if the Avalanche is trying to trade one of its main guys in its core, I certainly think those two defensemen are going to, are going to be talked about in return here. 
But I'm going to put you on a spot here from, you know, and, and obviously you've seen Carlo a, a little more than a lot of the media around here, including myself and a lot of the fans. If you're Don Sweeney and that's what's holding it up and you do have the luxury of having those other kids coming up and, and, and arriving soon here in Boston and you do need a guy like Landis Gog, he's got term, he's, he's 25 and under, do you do that? Or are they going to regret it down down the road? I think they're going to regret it down the road. I think the Avalanche is just because they don't have, you know, any other true power forwards on his team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Landis God's like a a defenseman in terms of like he's he's a commodity. You know, he's like a great goalie. He, he he's something that is is not uh, you don't have a bunch of. Mm-hmm. Around the league, so, so so I think he's a he's a prize piece, and I think that you know a change of scenery is going to do him well. And again, he's a great guy, and I just I don't want to see him go, but uh, certainly I think that uh, again he could use a change, and, and and I think he would certainly excel for another team. I just think it's kind of dried up here in Colorado, unfortunately, but. Uh, I don't know. It's tough, man. It's a you're trading a power forward, and again, there's there's not a lot of those out there. See, this I just you know we're getting a good perspective from the other side here, and I I appreciate that, and I I just think this deal makes a lot of sense for both sides. But like you said, they, they see that's a problem here when you're you're in Boston. People don't see Landis Gog enough. They don't know enough about him, and that's why I have you on. And they don't put themselves in the Avalanche shoes and realize what. The Avs are giving up in this deal. They're they're underestimating Landis Gog, and I agree with you. I think the kid needs a change of scenery. On that note, too, and it was interesting last night. I don't know if it was McKenzie or uh, LeBron on Insider Trading and TSN, um, but they touched on it with everything that's going on with the Avalanche and and maybe some of these kids moving out. Is this what Patrick Waugh saw when he when he left, and it, did he see the writing on the wall and? Is that the sense you got from when that happened, that he sort of foresaw a lot of this going on in Denver? Yeah, I think so, Jimmy. Uh, in hindsight, and again, I hate to do the hindsight stuff, but right. Patrick Waugh looks like a genius in, <laughs> in all this. I mean, he's, he he was kind of shunned in the uh, off-season player personnel moves and talks and uh, conversations and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, in August, he just said, you know, I really don't want to coach this team because I don't think this team is going to be any good. And again, it's in hindsight, he looks pretty smart. Mm. But uh, Patrick Waugh is the kind of guy that you, you can't. I mean, he's got to be in charge. And if you shun him out, he, he's gonna he's gonna throw up his arms. And certainly, that's what happened here. But uh, Patrick Waugh, we're pretty darn sure wanted major changes. He wanted to trade Duchesne and Tyson Berry among other guys, and he, he just wanted to rock the roster. He wanted to change things. And Joe Sackick leaned on other guys and said, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to stick here with the core. We're going to sign all these guys to long-term hefty deals and, and go that route. And, you know, certainly Patrick Waugh, he was not uh, in favor of that. But, you know, more on Landis Gog, since you guys don't know that m- much about him. I mean, as a rookie uh, he, he scored 22 goals in 82 games. Wow. And then 
you know, he won the Calder. Right now, in 29 games, he missed 10 games with a concussion. He only has seven goals and 13 points. I mean, it's really, it's weak. He's he, and he's minus 10. But again, everybody on the Avalanche is struggling, so you can't blame it on one particular player. But this is a guy. And I've written this, but people in Colorado don't understand it because they haven't seen it. But this is a guy. He, he, he was picked second overall in his draft class. He's a power forward. You should expect a guy like this to score 30 goals a year. Mm-hmm. And he's not. Uh, he came close as a 18-year-old, as a 19-year-old, but he's, he's tailed off. And, you know, last year he only scored 20 in 75 games. And, and this year he might not even get to 15, so... Um, we'll see what happens with this guy. Will be interesting. Hey, I want to get to the other clip we played there uh, that you like there, Troy Terry. And, of course, he is uh, an Anaheim Ducks pick, but he's also at the University of Denver there, who are, uh, you know, contenders right now for the national championship. You see a lot of college hockey out there, uh, Mike, in, in Colorado, and you also have a, a son who's playing um, some high school hockey there, and you, you, you follow the amateur hockey scene there. Uh, how great was it for the hometown folks there to see uh, Troy Terry become essentially an American hero in a span of 48 hours? It was incredible. He, he's a great kid. He actually, I'm talking to you from Highlands Ranch, and that's where the kid grew up here, just south of Denver. There you go. Um, but he, he's, another, he's another Brandon Carlo success story. Uh, but this, this kid is something else. I mean, he's still the youngest player on DU's team. Uh, he's 19, just turned 19. But uh, people say, why was this kid just a fifth-round draft pick in 2015? Well, he was the one of the youngest players in that draft class because he was born on September 10th. So he was born five days later. He would have been drafted in this past uh, draft class in 2016. Okay. So he, he's a very... Uh, He's a young, up-and-coming star. Obviously, at the amateur level, he was a hero uh, at the World Juniors, and uh, I think he's going to make a good pro. That's awesome, and I know that you told me when we when you were here too. I mean, that, that hockey scene there has got a lot of good talent coming up the ranks, huh? Yeah, it's it's not quite like Boston U though. Having seven guys in the gold medal game, that, that was and, unbelievable, and, and still winning their game against uh, who was it Union that night. Of the gold medal game without all those yeah, guys, yeah, they still yeah, came right. back and won. So that's pretty good. But yeah, I mean, it's a great hockey scene out there in Colorado, and uh, we appreciate you giving us that insight, my friend. Hey, listen, I appreciate all the times you've come on my various shows, and and uh, obviously our good times we've had together, my friend. I wish you the best, and uh, we will talk to you down the road. Hey, Jimmy, I can't wait to be on your next radio show, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> all right, my friend. That is Mike Chambers of the Denver Post joining me here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. We get back, we'll talk some Boston Bruins with Steve Conroy, who's on the road with the Bruins in Nashville. So stay with us for Stretch Run. We'll be back. You might say he found the key for every door When he first came to the mountains His life was far away On the road, hanging by a song But the strings already It keeps changing fast and it don't last for long. With the Colorado Rockies.
Jimmy Murphy. Stay tuned for the right time with Bomani Jones. Only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. I'm Dan Patrick and this is Above the Noise. The Clemson-Alabama title game was close to perfect. So how could anybody complain? Well, welcome to social media where people can complain about anything. The most persistent criticism was probably the length of the game. It clocked in at four hours and eight minutes. The longest title game in the BCS era. That's nine more minutes than the previous longest when Texas beat USC in 2006. Both games were so good, you'd think no one would mind just how long they went. But shorter is the name of the game for sports leagues right now. All of them want to pick up the tempo. Everybody's worried about their sport being too slow to appeal to the technologically addicted youth. But paring down games isn't easy. Instant replay isn't going away. And they need the commercials because of those huge rights fees. College football may have a problem with the length of its games, but trust me, they're not alone. All sports have to pick up the pace or risk being left behind. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. When things come out of left field, having a game plan makes all the difference. Luckily, Farmers Insurance has been helping people cover their bases for 88 years, and they can help you too. Talk with an agent today so you can see if your coverage is ready for whatever curveballs may come your way. At Farmers We know a thing or two because, well, we've seen a thing or two. Put our experience into play at Farmers.com. Farmers.com. We are Farmers. It's getting to be the best part of the football season, and there's no better place to be than Buffalo Wild Wings. They do it all for you, and it doesn't stop at wall-to-wall TVs, limited-time menu, or countless beers on tap. No, they go the extra mile, and from now until it's tapped out, Lagunitas Fandom Ale. That's a limited-release beer, this citrus-infused, hoppy, pale wheat ale that won't last long. Yep, I've said there's no place to be. That's because it's true. It's Buffalo Wild Wings, wings, beer. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire Deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You're welcome. Stress. It can make your heart race, your head pound, and your stomach churn. While a little stress can be a good thing and even help you perform under pressure, too much stress can be bad for your health, causing headaches, stomach pain, trouble sleeping, and even a weakened immune system. In the United States, it's estimated that up to 90% of visits to primary care doctors are due to stress-related health problems. It's hard to avoid stress altogether, but there are steps you can take to manage it. During National Stress Awareness Month in April, visit Optum.com slash stress for more information about how to prevent stress from getting the better of you, including stress first aid techniques you can do in the moment when you're feeling stressed and stress prevention techniques to help change the way you approach and think about certain situations. 
To learn more, visit Optum.com slash stress. That's O-P-T-U-M dot com slash stress. A public service message from this station. Did you know there are medical grants available for families struggling with child health-related expenses? The United Healthcare Children's Foundation is currently seeking grant applications from families in need of financial assistance to help pay for their child's health care treatments, services, or equipment not covered or not fully covered by their commercial health insurance plan. Grants are often used to pay for medical services and equipment such as physical, occupational, and speech therapy, counseling services, surgeries, prescriptions, wheelchairs, orthotics, eyeglasses, and hearing aids. Parents and legal guardians may apply for grants up to $5,000 at www.uhccf.org. That's www.uhccf.org. To be eligible for grants, children must be 16 years of age or younger. Families must meet economic guidelines, reside in the United States, and have a commercial health insurance plan. Families do not need to have insurance through United Healthcare to be eligible. Last year, the United Healthcare Children's Foundation awarded medical grants to more than 2,000 children. This has been a public service message from the United Healthcare Children's Foundation. If you or a loved one has sleep apnea, you can help advance research that may lead to a cure. Every day, researchers are working to help patients, but they need more information from people like you. MyApnea.org is an online community where providers, researchers, families, and patients can share and learn from each other. When you join the community, you'll connect to new information, researchers, doctors, and tools to help you wake up to a better future. Fill out the online survey at MyApnea.org, a public service from the American Sleep Apnea Association. Text the show from our new text line at 845-827-1250. This one's called of Osifo from Christ with God. Which I'm sure will never happen. Petrano has the goal for the Bruins, back to Carlo, blazes one wide, it pops up off the end boards, hits Allen in the back of the legs, and I think Brandon Carlo's got his second NHL goal <laughs> in most bizarre fashion. Marchand in there to help out, nifty saucer pass all the way across to Krug who scores! Bergeron sends it ahead, the toe drag by Pasternak hits the flying Marchand, he scores! Picks the top corner, short side, and the Bruins have a 3 0 lead in the first. Pass through the middle from Landeskog. Coming wide. He shoots. He scores! There was right there for the captain. Gabe Landeskog with his fourth goal of the season. Gabriel Landeskog, everybody's calling to talk about him right now. Question is, what do the Avs want to return? It's a.
Oh, a little Pogues here on a stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. You didn't think I was going to let the last two shows go without the Pogues being played. Now, did you? And, of course, with our next guest coming on, uh, we would play nothing else but when he's on our show. And he is joining us. I believe he's down in Nashville right now. And he is Steve Conroy of the Boston Herald. Mr. Conroy, how are you? I'm doing well, Murph. How are you doing? Uh, not bad, you know. Things could be better, but we uh, we persevere. And uh, are you in Nashville? I am in Nashville. Yes. Lucky you. Lucky you. Yeah. I love that I'm place. Really good. Get out on the town here. Nice, nice. Good old Broadway, huh? Yep. What's your uh, spot there in uh, in Smashville, as they call it down there? Uh, I'm not far from the the the, the arena here. Okay. It's, uh, it's, uh, I don't have to walk too far. Do you get? Do you have a go to establishment uh, that you go to every time in Nashville, or what? I'm not kind of partial to Legends Corner. Okay, I like that place. I've been there yeah, now. Will you doubt a little more spacious? Well, not not quite as jammed as Tootsie's is. Yeah, Tootsie, and Tootsie's just such a tourist trap nowadays, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm with you on that. Um, now, were you there last year for the All Star Game? I was not. I, I lost the coin flip with Steve Harris on that one. Oh my gosh, what a bad flip to lose! Yeah. I mean, I think. I don't know how they're going to top it in L.A. I don't know how they'll top it, period, ever again. I mean, from everyone that I know that went down there for that All-Star weekend, said it was the best one ever the NHL's ever had, and obviously being in Nashville, the music, the food, uh, yeah. had so much to do with it. Um, but for our listeners there, uh, back here right now, who maybe look at Nashville as one of those, you know, typical Gary Bettman, Sunbelt City, and why the hell is hockey there? Um Give us your spin on that. I mean, is it a lot better than maybe they think? I, mean, I My take is, from the times I've been there, there is a good fan base. It, it may be small, but it's dedicated, and it's a loud building to play in. What's your take on the hockey atmosphere, so to speak, there? I would agree with that. I haven't been to a game here in a couple of years, but it definitely, you know, it's one of those those places that, you know, if, if you put a good product on the ice, you know, the people will show up. Uh, I don't think it's a place that will support a bad team for too long, um, but there, there's not much else, not much competition here. Uh, you know, from a sport on the sports landscape, there's the Titans, but that's that's about it, right? Um, so I, yeah, I think it is a good hockey town. Yeah, and and it does get loud. I mean, like you said, if they're winning, they're gonna they're gonna come, and uh, yeah. I, I think that's a team too that. Uh, obviously, for years past, they were in the conference finals. I think what well, it was 2012, they lost to the Kings. Um, but they've always seemed to be sort of knocking on that door, but they can't get over the mm-hmm. hump. Then they go out and they make that huge deal, uh, trading away Weber straight up for uh, PK Subban. Uh, what was your take on that deal when it happened? And now you, you, you've seen a, a half a season go by. Obviously, Subban's been hurt a bit, but just your thoughts on how it affected uh, the Predators. Well, I mean, it, it, obviously, especially with, with, with Sue being hurt right now, um, and kind of a, a question mark going forward with that back issue, uh, you, you have to think that you know the, the, the Canadians were clearing away uh, the winners on that, uh, at least for the short term here. Um, uh, at the time, you know, I, I thought that you know it was uh, it was a bad deal for. Um, uh, for the Canadians, I mean, the PK was, was such a, you know, uh, a driving force on that team, and and you know, I had just seen that, you know, from the times that they had played the the Bruins in the playoffs, 
how much he elevated his game in, in, in you know, the big moments and how much he lived for that for that spotlight. Um, it seemed like they may, may have made the, the trade for, for the, the wrong reasons. Maybe his personality was too big or something like that. But, uh, you, know, you know, they've proven to be right so far. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it, it, was, it was really interesting. You look at it from both sides. I think in the long run, both teams will get their benefits out of it. Um, and I, I think it will help the Canadians, obviously, a lot more immediate. And then considering Subban's younger, it, it will help them in the long run. Um, but you look at that team right now that the Bruins will face tomorrow night. Uh, are there some guys, as you've done sort of your research for this game, uh, that you're sort of honed in on on the Predators? Well, they're, uh, they're banged up right now. I mean, Subban is out, and they're, they're going to be missing uh, James Neal as well. So you would hope that the Bruins are going to be able to, to take advantage of a wounded duck. But on the other hand, that's not what this Bruins team has been doing. You know, they, they will get up for, for games like, like last night's game against St. Louis. So, you know, might have been, you know, their, their best game of, of the season so far as far as, you know, <clears throat> 60 minute effort. Um, but yeah, you really want to see how they come out against a team like, like the Predators who are missing a couple. Did we lose him? I think we lost uh, Mr. Conroy. He was on a roll there. That was some good stuff from Steve Conroy of the Boston Herald down in Nashville. Getting ready, as he said, to hit the town. Taking some good food and music there. Uh, You know what? As we uh, get Mr. Conroy back on, seeing right now, um, FanRag Sports Network uh, picked up our interview with Darren Drager earlier in the show and uh, is, is putting some quotes out there from him. Uh, so in case you didn't hear it, you can go there and you can also check it out at the Stretch Run NH if you missed that interview. Um, but we will get to that later. Steve, we got you back. Okay. All right, good. Glad to have you back. So as you were saying there, you're looking at the the, the Predators being banged up uh, and, and go mm-hmm. on from there. Yeah, and you know, it's a question of whether the Bruins uh, have matured enough throughout this, this growing season that they will be able to take advantage of of a wounded team like this, um, their their short track record this year is that you know they don't get up to these these games. But we'll we'll see what you know what 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 becomes of them tomorrow night when you know after they they play such a good game on on Tuesday. Yeah, and you know that's something. I mean, I opened the show with uh, the old Who song, "Who Are You," and it, it sort of really applies to this Boston Bruins squad, or even the the last two years of the Boston Bruins. And mm-hmm. you just can't figure it out. I mean, you know, they go in and they have such a dominant performance against a, a Blues team who's, in many people's eyes, a contender for the Cup. In St. Louis, they do it, and yet. I don't really know what will happen tomorrow night, but I can guarantee, mm-hmm. Steve, based on the Bruins' track record, if they weren't playing the Predators and they are say, playing the Coyotes or the Islanders or the Avalanche, and I was a betting man, I would take those three teams against the Bruins because that's just <laughs> the way this season's gone, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, they had to figure out. And in some ways, it's understandable. Look, they've got a lot... A lot of new faces, and, and uh, Claude Julian was talking about it today. They've they've got a lot of new faces in in the lineup, not just first year players, but you know new players to the Bruins in the Bruins system. You know there are going to be drawing pains, um, and there are going to be be situations where you try a young guy and you don't know you know what his development is going to be. So I mean they are, they have trouble putting together sixty minute efforts. I think because you know they you know they'll 
sometimes there's a, you know, pretty much every night, with the exception of last night, there's a line or two lines that just isn't going, and it, and it kills their momentum. And all of a sudden, they, the other team has momentum, and they dominate a period. Um, so we'll see how far they've come tomorrow night, if, they, if they're able to, to, to turn it on like they did last night. Um, you know, they need it. They need to go, go on a run here and, and create some space. Yeah, it will be interesting to see. Uh, you expect Tuka Rask between the pipes against his uh, Finnish comrade, Pekarenny? Uh, I would think so, yes. Uh, I, I mean, it, it looks like, you know, that they've gone pretty much with Tuka unless it's the second half of a back-to-back. Right. So, yes. I would. And what what were your thoughts quickly before we let you go? We talked earlier about the um, the Colorado trade rumors. Uh, we've we've talked extensively about that uh, in this show today. But I wanted to get your take on Ryan Spooner moving back to center, and if that is any indication that maybe they're shopping him. You know what? I, I don't know how much you know that you know pertains uh, in this day and age. You know, I mean. With the scouting and video and everything, they they you know, teams know what Bro Ryan Spooner brings. Um, but it was definitely the move to the center last night definitely showcased his talent more than than on his on the wing. And I think he he grabbed a you know a hold of that opportunity, and he you know he wants to wants to stay there at center. Um, he's just got to be able to to defend. Yeah. Um, that's that's the biggest problem. Well, we shall see what happens. Uh, listen, my friend, always a pleasure. Appreciate you taking all the time you did coming on the show over the past few months and uh, your great contribution to the show, and I appreciate you doing that, all right? Well, Murph, thanks for having me. And then your next stop, I want to I want to be on that show, too. And maybe we'll get Shane McGowan on with us someday, huh? <laughs> all right. Well, that'll be an interesting conversation. <laughs> all right, sounds good. That is Steve Conroy, the Boston Herald, joining us here in the stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. I am Jimmy Murphy. That's Justin Sullivan. We got one more segment left in the penultimate stretch run. And then we're off to Buffalo Wild Wings tomorrow for the last one. So stay with us. We'll be back. My son left to us asleep. I wonder drunken down a beach. The way she's twisted misery. Jerry, let's go around and pick her eyes with green hands black Jerry, let's go around and pick her eyes with green hands black Ooh, she gonna make my whiskey Ooh, she gonna hunt my food Ooh, she gonna make my whiskey Put me on wheels, cat man The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Christian and King. One game? Yeah, one game was ridiculous. One? It was ridiculous. You got ripped when you gave Ray Rice two. two. You're going to give this guy one? Yeah, no, it's just... And this, guy, and this guy's really bad. Josh Brown's ex-wife told police of over 20 physically violent yes. instances. Police were called on multiple occasions to the Browns' residents in Washington State, St. Louis, and New Jersey over the years. Ooh, three states, come on. Weekdays, noon to three, on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. And streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. Your business in search of commercial property. Garrison Glen Corporate Park, located in Exeter, New Hampshire, is a highly desirable suburban business park located just 10 minutes from Portsmouth. There are four lots remaining, ranging in size from approximately 10 to 20 acres. That's Garrison Glen Corporate Park in Exeter. 
Don't let this opportunity slip away. For more information and other property listings, visit CushmanandWakefield.com. CushmanandWakefield.com. Hi, I'm Liz. Welcome to Lowell Jewelry and Loan. The economy is pretty rough right now, and if you're looking for a short-term loan, banks aren't making it any easier. Sometimes it can take up to 60 days to get approved. That's crazy. We truly are in the business to lend money and put cash in your hands instantly. Bring in any item and we'll give you cash. We also give you four months before making your first payment. Call or come see us today. Our reputation is impeccable. Lowell Jewelry and Loan on Merrimack Street. Corporal John Vale was injured on patrol in Kuwait. The truck flipped. A vehicle landed on me. I realized I can't move my legs. I'm looking for one person, one contact that can help me. When John arrived at the VA, there was someone. Stephen Bush of Paralyzed Veterans of America. He helped John with his claim and became his advocate to get him back into life. When I approach someone that's newly injured, I want them to feel comfortable that they're not alone. For over 65 years, Paralyzed Veterans of America, through their national service officers, has helped hundreds of thousands of veterans get the care and benefits they've earned. And their service is free to America's veterans and their families. If you need help with a claim or just navigating the system, contact us at pva.org. Paralyzed Veterans of America. Changing lives. Building futures. Outdoor Almanac. Brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal. You probably knew that several hunting seasons were going on in the fall. But what you may not know is the trapping season also began in October and runs through March, with most activity occurring between November and December. You mentioned the word trapping and various images come to mind. Some are accurate, some are emotionally based and decades old. The truth is that skilled trappers provide the state with important ecological and societal benefits at no cost. This part of our cultural heritage prevents flooding damage by beavers, minimizes disease risks like rabies and canine distemper, and provides tools for wildlife management. And because trapping is highly regulated, it doesn't cause species to become threatened nor extinct. So don't just take someone's word for it. Learn more about trapping in New Hampshire at HuntNH.com. Outdoor Almanac is brought to you by New Hampshire Fish and Games Wildlife Journal, the magazine for people with outside interests. You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Stay tuned for The Right Time with Bomani Jones, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Is making music with my friends. I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again. Going places that I've never been. Seeing things that I may never see again. I can't wait to get on the road again. Everybody sing. On the road again. Like a band of gypsies, we go down the highway. We're the best of friends. It's just Is on the road again. I just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the road again. Oh, nothing like a little Willie Nelson getting you a nice 
mood as you head home in a stretch run of your day. We are the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm Jimmy Murphy, your host. That is Justin Sullivan, and we will go on the road again. On the road again tomorrow for our final show, oh, as we know it, the final stretch run uh, will take place. Eight Loudon Road in Concord at the Buffalo Wild Wings. B-dubs. B-dubs. Looking forward to my uh, Parmesan garlic yeah. wings. Yeah. I, will, I will miss all oh, the yeah. wings tomorrow. That's a good way to end, though. Can't, is, can't, can't end. Like I, like I said. Can't end any better than no, that. It's going to be great. You know, my thing is, I need to hire a designated driver. Yeah. yeah. You so I can uh, enjoy the festivities yes, to its fullest. Enjoy your day. Yes. Enjoy you it. Know, and it they, enjoy I'll tell you, they've got, they've got great deals there. It, oh, it's... Yeah. Uh, Boneless Thursday, oh. and uh, every uh, boneless wing is sixty-seven cents, uh, sixty-five cents. Excuse me, um, any flavor, and then uh, they've got tons of beer special. And and so, let me tell you, I mean, literally, their bar is gigantic, right? Yeah, and the taps pretty much cover the whole, the whole back thing. wall. Yeah. <laughs> cover the whole thing. I mean, there are a lot of different types of beers there. It is unreal. You got your choice. It's great. Uh, so uh, definitely if you're in the uh, in the area, come down, say hello. And, of course, I urge you also, we did a few shows over. Uh, I'll say hello to my friends over there, Brian and uh, Marilyn, uh, over at uh, the Buffalo Wild Wings in Manchester in the mall uh, there. They do a great job over there as well. We had some great times there. We were there right before Christmas. So uh, check them out as well if you're closer to there. Uh, but we are at the Buffalo Wild Wings, 8 Loudon Road in Manchester, uh, excuse me, in Concord tomorrow. Uh, it's right across from the hockey rink, and uh, it's it's easy to find. It's right there. There's like a little plaza there with a TJ Maxx. It's right before it. So come on in, enjoy some wings and uh, some beverages, and, and the Bruins will be on. You can watch yep. the Bruins oh, yeah. game there tomorrow night if you're in the area, taking on the Nashville Predators. Um, so, and speaking of the Bruins, uh, we, had, we had some... Some interesting stuff today on the whole Colorado Boston trade rumors, didn't we? A different perspective. Do we had did, was Alex able to give us any of that in Let's there? See. Uh, because our our Darren Drager interview, Darren Drager of TSN, joined us at the end of the first hour. It's getting a ton of play on Twitter right now. We were actually just linked. We thank them for that on FanRag Sports, and I thank uh, Matt Poirier for telling me about it. Um, we were linked there, and uh, it, it, a lot of people. Uh, Really interested in what Drags had to say yeah. on the show. Uh, so can we give the li- listeners a little sample? This is what Darren Drager said earlier on the Bruins Avalanche trade rumors. They're expecting a, a top defenseman back, first-round pick, and uh, perhaps something else. And, wow. You know, so for me to, to dip into you know, the organization of Boston and say they're looking for Carlo or they're looking for this piece or that piece, it would be premature. And, in fact, you know, although I, I know that, Boston is among the teams who has uh, talked with the Colorado Avalanche. Honestly, Murph, I, I don't think that they've gotten to a point yet where they're getting down to the specifics of what that deal could or should look like. That's pretty good. You know, <laughs> That's and, a different perspective. And that's you. a way different perspective than everything we've been hearing, even from other national you know, yes. pundits and columnists and, and analysts like Elliot Friedman of Hockey Night. I mean, he flat out went on Hockey Night. You saw it, right? Yeah. He said that was it, and that ended the talks. Yeah. So, but you know what? I mean, and this is no knock on Elliot. I, I just, I agree more with what Darren's saying right now. I, I, I think there have been talks. I would be shocked if Brandon Carl's name wasn't brought up. I'd be shocked if Charlie McAvoy's name wasn't brought up. Of course. Up. 
It makes Brandon Carlo. But I don't think it got sense. to the point where yeah. it was like we want Carlo and Sweeney's like, okay, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I think they're leaving that's the door open, and they still get time. Deal. Yeah, that, 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 this is why you call it negotiating. <laughs> that's not a negotiation. That's that's slamming the door in their face. Now, you know, we we don't have we haven't had enough time to cut up uh, that segment with Mike Chambers yet, but I urge you to check it out. I'll tweet yeah. it later. The way he built up both Carlo and Landis Gog, you know, you got to give to get. Yes. Okay, and I think what it's going to come down to is both teams saying, is that player that the other team is giving, is that really what we need? And are we willing to give up this guy to do it? And both teams, let's just say it was a trade involving Carlo going to Colorado, back home where he grew up, uh, and Landis God coming here. If that's the trade that happens eventually, that's a that's a good trade for both teams. Both teams are giving and both teams are getting, and that is what a trade is usually. Yeah. And, and you know you can't think that the Bruins are nuts because they'd be willing to do that. You have, to, like I said, you got to give to get. And I just think, and, and Dregs agreed with me, kind of at one point where he said, "Well, yeah, maybe you got to look at it like you got to ask yourself." He didn't say that I was right that this is what yeah. Sweeney's thinking. But this is what I'm thinking. If I'm Don Sweeney, if Jimmy Murphy is Don Sweeney right now, yes. the way I look at it is I look at, look, I got like three studs coming up the ranks here on defense. You can afford All right? to lose one. And I really need a guy like Landis Gog up front that's young, that's locked in salary-wise, at a very reasonable cap hit. I need that because I want to be good now. This gives us a chance to still make the playoffs. Because really, how much is Brandon Carlos scoring? Yeah. It was only his second yeah. goal. Yep. Okay. So it gives you a chance to make the playoffs. And it gives you a chance to be good in the future. And you still have a good young core D coming up. Furthermore, this is Jimmy Murphy speaking. I don't see Carlo being better than a three. I think he's great. I think he's going to be a very important three defenseman. Yeah. Three on a good team. But he's not a one or two yeah. on a contending team. And I don't think he will be. Reminds me, for those of you who remember, Kyle McLaren. That's what it reminds me of. And as you know, that's how Kyle McLaren turned out. I see a lot of similarities there. So, if you've got a chance to get a power forward, as Mike Chambers described him, with a lot of grit and character, yes, he's got some concussion issues. Plays the wing. But he plays the wing. You, you you know how many centers we have. You need you actually could use a wing, an actual and you can wing. still keep a McAvoy. Yes, I think you do it. But as Drake said, and I agree with him, I don't think it's close to do or die situation. We need an answer right now. I don't think we're even there yet. And who no. knows? And as, as Pierre LeBron further said in insider trading last night, it could be something that gets done in the off season at the draft. Yeah, and that might be the Bruins' better bet because the value could go down by then. So. Who knows? Yeah, I just uh, I look at this right but now. But let's not fall too in love with our prospects. All yeah, the time. oh yeah, that's that all too. I urge Bruins fans. I, I just think they, the Bruins have you know the you talk about winning and losing a deal. The Bruins have lost so many deals here in the last couple of years. They've lost so many deals going back to the Sagan trade. You can go back all the way to there and see how many trades they have lost. So I understand where they're coming from and saying we don't want to get fleeced again. How many times have we been fleeced and and lost out on these trades here? You know, they, they have these prospects now. They're trying to be patient with them. But like you said, 
Don't overvalue your prospects. Understand what you have. Understand that you have so many, so but, many guys but, in the system. But that thankfully, are be good. Yeah. but thankfully, they're not coming to the Avalanche with the off ice uh, stories and issues that Tyler Sagan brought yeah, and the yeah, luggage that yes. he brought. Yeah, obviously that's a whole other story. But you know, when you so look at that deal, that, you lost that deal. Quote, I know unquote, you lost that deal. Know, quote unquote. But let's losing. not kid ourselves how much that decreased his value. Oh, of course. And the I fact that you did. made it known how quickly you wanted to get rid of him. <laughs> It's just like they did with Joe Thornton. You don't let on that yeah. you want to get rid of somebody. Yep. You let on that you want to talk. Yep. You want to explore trade negotiate, ideas. But we don't. But, we don't. Apparently, we don't negotiate deals anymore. No. It's 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 shutting the door on people. Now. Yeah. So we shall see what happens. Uh, Sully, look, this is our last time in person yes. uh, working yes. together for now, and uh, for now, I stress that. Um, and I want to thank you, my man. You are, you know, a man beyond your years in I terms of your that. ability to work the boards and. Help me with uh, what is a key part of my show, the music and the clips, and, and, and bringing a whole new flavor to what we both agree sometimes can be some stale radio around these neck of the woods, and I hope that we were able to do that to our listeners, and I want to tell our listeners, and hey, look, we're doing a show tomorrow. This isn't goodbye yet, yeah. but I want to just tell our listeners what a great part of that you were. And I, I wish you nothing but the best. Man. I appreciate that, Murph. I appreciate right. the opportunity. I appreciate being able to work with you, and I appreciate talking hockey. You know, I don't get to you don't get to just talk hockey all the time like that, and have the guests that we've had on. You have the Darren Triggers. You know, have uh, Joe Haggerty. All these guys that know what they're talking about. I appreciate every second of this show with you. It was awesome. All right, I will look forward to my pub crawl, buddy. Oh yeah, it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Win or lose, it's gonna happen. All right, either way, win or lose, it happens. Well, listen, we want to thank all our guests today, uh, Darren Drager too. For taking uh, the time to do that. It meant a lot. And uh, good stuff. Check it out there when we post it. It was uh, really good, insightful stuff from Dregs here on a stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. The last one live at Buffalo Wild Wings tomorrow in Concord, 8 Loudon Road. Be there or be square. Later. This is Laura Remillard with ESPN New Hampshire Student Athlete of the Month of November with Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North. How are you? Thank you so much. You broke Nashua North's high school lacrosse goal record as a junior. 